Good morning. Today's Dharma talk is titled, Nothing to Fix, Nothing to Fix. But before I talk about all the things you're trying to fix, and you're truly also trying to fix things, a very definite way of working with that that I recommend, that feeling of something's wrong, something needs to But first of all, and importantly, thank you to everyone who has been offering their support, not only by attending these Dharma talks, by participating in question questions and answers, and also participating in, in the and one or two or more of the, I think, 11 book studies we're having, 11 total per week. That's in one week. So it's quite a, a lot of uh, actual studying the traditional Dharma as it comes to us from ancient times and from current situation. And then also, besides thanking all of you to ask you to continue to help us we have at some point uh, we'll have something sent out to maybe we've already done some of that but it seems like there needs to be more of describing what all we're doing here besides just training monks or training meditators just training training helping people train their minds to see more clearly this is not about believing in anything i don't recommend that nor do i recommend that you go the other direction so a lot is going on here that isn't particularly announced but will be keep helping us and thank you so nothing to fix, as I thumb through the list of 450 different talk titles that are all backed up. Not really. I mean, did I just lie? If you lie and then confess it, is it still a lie? If somebody asks you, how are you doing? You say, I'm doing pretty good. Are you lying? Probably. Depends on who it is. If it's the right person, say, no, I'm doing terrible. Fix me or tell me how to fix my nothing to fix. So what is important here? The most important thing I can recommend to you based on the Buddha's teaching, not just this old man, but truth of suffering is so important not to fight with that or try to cover it up with some kind of artificiality or cure or medication. Not that in the relative world, we don't take aspirin or get open heart surgery as I once did 11 years ago. That's exactly how many units of insulin just showed up. So what did I do, blurt it out? Is that gossiping? Don't gossip. Don't put your vocal cords in gear. You have to, this doesn't mean you can't do a little bit of chit-chatting, but not much. If you do that, then watch what, are your, what you're producing and look at the intention behind why would you would say anything at all to anyone about anything. Which precept is that? Don't say bad stuff about Sangha. I thought it was number six. Are you correcting me? I did. It's very complicated, but what you can do, each person can do is look at anything in the area of consciousness when you're fixing breakfast or getting ready to prepare for bed or whatever it may be, look at the tendency to uh, want to modify, change, move it from here to there, some kind of area where you want something to be different than it is, second noble truth. Wanting things to be different than they are creates the suffering situation and creates the cyclic movement. I like it, I don't like it, it's good, it's bad, it should be, it shouldn't be. There, I got that covered. At least I'm, at least this is at least. So why would it be that you, all you have to be, how, how would that show up when I say, all you have to do is be aware of it. You don't have to fix anything. It's pretty good news, but don't believe it. Don't do anything with it other than just receive. When you're receiving something, it's like you're receiving something that, receiving mail, you don't, you don't, you've received it. You still don't know who it's from, what's in the envelope or the package, just receive. That package will open itself if necessary. And also it will go right on, right in the front door and right out into in the place where you store your junk mail. Anybody here save the junk mail? Now you know it's junk. Nothing to correct. But it certainly feels like it. It feels like in our mind stream, interacting with different with people or our situations, what's happening to yesterday, what happened three days ago that you're still trying to repair or fix or deal with, move, readjust. 
just observe that. You don't have to, when I say nothing to fix, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to stop trying to do that. You might want to really, not only you might want to, you should. You should really look at anything as it's arising before you jump on with your impulsive, push it down, impulsive, uh, justify it by blaming, impulsive, uh, just shutting it out, ignoring, going to the acetaminophen. Maybe not actual acetaminophen, but some kind of a, something that stops you from looking in that area. It's very, it's very interesting to notice when you know you're ignoring, but you're not exactly sure what you're ignoring because the ignoring is working. You can actually be temporarily happy, relatively happy. And it's not that you shouldn't be happy. It's the clinging to that. It's the clinging, passion, and the rejection, anger, and the shutting down, ignorance. Those are the three ways that we avoid the fundamental truth, that there is no separate being anywhere. What you're looking for is right in front of you. There's no guarantee because when you see that, the very nature of what is in front of you is not separate. The very nature of who you are cannot be found. That is finding. Again, in the relative world, of course, there's things to fix, houses to paint, Roofs need repairing, physical form, arms need to be mended. So we need to attend to those. The ultimate situation is there's nothing wrong or broken. I can continue to talk or receive questions. How can we work with this teaching of nothing to fix in our meditation practice, particularly bowing? So the important part, that's why forms, are, that's why we have these forms. That's why this morning, you, I presume you did the morning service, which is what, 35 minutes long, approximately. Lots of different forms that if we look into what's being said, we understand the meaning relatively. But producing that, producing that as an expression of form does something with the mind stream that um, cuts into that area of judging and, and, and emphasizes the receiving. You're producing something and receiving it as, as you're receiving, you're listening to the tone of voice of the Doman or possibly the person next to you who uh, who chant, who uh, expresses something a little bit longer than you do or a little bit shorter or a different tone or maybe the, the tone of your voice. You're not even, not even listening to what you're saying. You're just listening to that particular area or not. Maybe you are following right after uh, every single word, every single person that's indicated in the Goju Shichibutsu or the lineage, perhaps. So when you're sitting on the cushion, whether you're chanting, standing up and chanting, or sitting down, or whatever form you're doing, including shikantaza, sit still, just observe. Whatever occurs in the mind stream is to be observed, not fixed, not shut down on, not explained or analyzed. Do I get close? So more? Just there's this incredible compulsion when we meditate of needing to be active, that we are trying to do something, and I'm... I have difficulty not making meditation into an activity. So I'm wondering so you, yeah, go ahead. how we, what is, what is the willingness to just sit there? That's pretty good right there. Just sit there. What is the willingness to sit there? Just sitting there. That's why we have to do so much of it is because the, the avalanche of personality, the avalanche of otherness is constantly bombarding us either on CNN or at the kitchen table or from our, our relationships with others that seem so vivid and, and are intensely over there, are intensely other. The way we work with that is sit down and just just be with, very literally be with the consciousness that is arising without any outward triggers. Just sit down, look at the wall, look at the floor, back away from the wall, move closer to the wall. Look, You could look out the window if not too much is happening. You know, a little bit of movement. But too much is too much paisley. Many things going and coming and going. More. Cheese on bowing. Does that avalanche of self in meditation have a source? 
It's uh, it has sources, but it's fundamentally it's sourceless. It just looks like occurrence. It looks like this, push that, push that, this got in the way, move this over here, this turned blue, this turned red, this got sharper, this got this got very, very dull. It was very, very gloomy that day. Blah, 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 blah. More? Jeez, I'm buying when you talk about it that way, that it sounds like there's a dependent nature that has many fuel sources. What is the fundamental un unplug or what is the fundamental thing that is seen instead of chopping each mm -hmm. fuel source? Oh, to just receive. Just receive whatever shows up. Ah, oh, sure. It's not, there's no personhood there. It's just the receiving quality of consciousness. Consciousness already, if you touch the tabletop, you're already receiving the tabletop. If you, someone is cooking something in the kitchen, you, you smell uh, frittatas or whatever comes out of the, you smell that. To receive that, there's no like, I know there's an odor there. Hmm, what is that? We don't, we just know the dependent origination is obvious. But what we sprinkle on there based on right and wrong, hope and fear, up and down, back and forth, should and shouldn't, I'm getting it, I'm not getting it, is a subconsciousness or that part of the consciousness that is, my, my expression would be it just rolled up into a ball and is freaked out and paranoid and is trying to protect, the trunk Rinpoche called it a cocoon or cocooning. We would roll up into a ball of me and I and my stuff and my ideas and, and who's against me and who's likely to pick me out or whatever. And this needs to be not corrected. It needs to be observed. You do not have to improve. I'm not saying there aren't other teachers that teach us differently, and they might be teaching exactly the same thing with different words. The teacher's seven points of mind training is, has quite a number of slogans that certainly look like improvement to me. This is the way you get better. This is the way you... But those are all um, provisional teachings, and sometimes some people need to have provisional, need to have some kind of a structure. So Zendo, the monastery, all the forms are provisional. They, they, they don't, they are not a path to get somewhere. More, than, more so they are uh, a path that where you actually see the nature of a path, the very nature of the Buddha's Dharma. Ondo, you're looking in a notepad, isn't there anything on it? My question was, oh, oh is, is there, is there uh, something to do with trusting our intent in, when we're sitting on the path, being willing? Intention. It's like uh, I use an image here that be, uh, because I'm very visual, and so I see everything. That I, I see things before I think about them, maybe. But it's like you're going down a road, Dharma, and you're in a vehicle, the Mahayana, and you're and you're 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 riding the vows, you're riding the intention to to be with all things. You don't know where that's taking you, but the in, the intention there is to is to be with all things, starting with your own mind stream. You have to be with the vehicle that's showing up as your own uh, passion, aggression, ignorance, hope, and fear, and all of those things. You have to stop fighting with that. And how do you do that? You have to watch the fight. And you can't, so you can't really stop it. If you just watch the, the interior uh, difficulty that as it's arising, don't agree, don't disagree, and don't look away or ignore. And eventually, uh, it just runs out of steam because it gets its steam through being objected to or agreed with or ignored. And, and that propels and perpetuates the, the, the um, belief or assumption that there is someone here just because there's a body here. This is not your body. This is not, those are not your thoughts. There is no personhood. Don't believe me. That would be very disrespectful to your own practice and to me. I'm not asking for belief. I'm asking you to consider something. I'm a Dharma teacher not some kind of a preacher. Belief and disbelief are difficult. Trust that we have to initially at least hang on to? I, I feel that, that that could work. Some people maybe not, because it's too much like belief. 
but a trust or a or a you know like the, it's used in the title of a I can't think of the, the author of the Awakening of Faith in the Mahayana. The Awakening of Faith is is uh, it's just that you 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 know that you know that even though it's dark and it's and it's, it looks like to ego it looks like oblivion it looks like destruction it looks like no this is not going to work it looks it can look terrifying this doesn't mean that to some people this has to look terrifying some people are not going to be their emotional or intellectual whatever dynamic is not going to they would never describe themselves as being terrified they might even be a little bit baffled by why some people are, are using that you can connect with that everyone's difficulty shows up different and this is why the illusion of individuality is so powerful because, because uh, i'm the kind of person that just sits here i'm the kind of person that will not put up with that and i think of, is there any more of those so uh, it's like it's like it's like it's like i'm the kind of person that doesn't do that i never lie yeah you do more anytime you say to somebody uh, when they say how you doing today you say you're doing pretty good you're lying you know damn well you're not doing pretty good so why would you say that more and you're bowing. So in regards to what you just said, is there, I mean, is there some civility that comes into play here where somebody asks how you are and you say, I'm... Of course, of course. What, what's being emphasized, and this is often missed, maybe being missed right now, but it's not about not lying. You can't help but lie. You can't help but break every one of the 16 precepts. And if you have a question about one of those, how you could possibly break this one or that one or that one, I would be happy to respond and what correct you <laughs> no i wouldn't but i could talk about it in such a way that you could you might be able to see where there might be something going on there that you may have missed before more when you're bowing so is there a difference in between that and and an outflow that has maybe some prickles to it yes you're you're being cordial to someone you don't feel particularly good but you don't want to dump that on them i'm feeling because you can see that they're doing okay so perhaps you don't need their uh don't need them to commiserate with you or you're really sorry you're feeling so or there might be someone that where this is a person you need to talk to it's very situational you might say to them i'm having a rough time today it's still going i don't even know what it is but it's just a, and they may say oh, i'm very sorry to hear that do better and they might be someone who is actually irritated by your personality style so they may not mean that at all they don't really like you but since they're on the path they know they have to work with that and they have to look at why is it there's a why question that needs to turn into a what rather than to continue to be a why why is it that person is nice enough they're they don't seem to be too difficult but something about them i don't like being around them notice that maybe i'm one of them maybe the you're sitting next to the person that you have some difficulty with the, these are projections they are not to be corrected in that person or by you or anyone give nobody any advice that is your if you're looking at someone else it's some other situation that you're that you're upset with or bothered by or is offensive to you or whatever it is a projection i don't i don't care if they're murdering you it's a projection there's plenty of room for questions here aren't there go ahead hakaran hakaran bowing uh i have two questions now I hope so. uh, can you you speak about uh the sensation or awareness that we've made a mistake can you speak about that on this on the Mahayana path? I can just just be aware of it. No, there's no just be aware. And if you're just aware, if you just receive it, you feel like you've made a mistake. Do nothing with it. Do just and it, that's it's bad enough in itself. It just feels like you stepped in the wrong direction. You opened your mouth and said something to someone that looking back on that uh, 20 minutes ago, you thought that might have been a little intense for me to say that to that person. 
I mean, I'm just making something up along the line of what I think you're asking about. The discovery here, the discovery that I'm encouraging you to see is there isn't any separate being. I don't care how much you trim your fingernails. There's no separate, there's no other person. That's and that's the uh, the parikalpata. That's the imaginary nature where we create that so that we can cling to, hang on to this human life that is definitely threatened and is aligned with uh, that part of the consciousness that feels like it is someone. That's unreal. Even the body is unreal to the, to the extent that it's pretty temporary, very temporary. Go ahead, Hakaran. So, uh, Hakaran bowing. Uh, if it's a mistake, I'll say it this way, against ourself, <laughs> do we also do nothing with it? or So it would be relative, of course, if there's a mistake um, relative to your health situation that you could see, oh, I need to do this instead of that. Of course, then you would just keep it very simple and just... But no, no yammering at yourself, uh, which create anytime you're feeling guilty or feeling wrong or feeling ashamed or feeling feeling this is all ego. You're not that important. That's just a way of saying there really isn't anyone. But might want to go into the important the feeling of being somebody who's having a feeling. If I acted on my feelings, I wouldn't. I couldn't be here. I have not stopped having negative feelings. I have sometimes have feelings now that I um, never even thought were in this particular mind stream, but they're there. I don't do anything with them other than come on in. It's just like having a bunch of a bunch of birds fly through your ears. Some of them are flying fast. Some of them are pooping, just an image. Some of them are scratching. Some, but they're just birds. They're just thoughts. They're just emotions. They're just coming. They don't belong to you. If you take ownership in that, just because it hurts, it's painful. But what did the Buddha say? Life is suffering. And when he said in the third noble truth, uh, Naroda, or that 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 comes to an end. What actually comes to an end <clears throat> is something that has never started. That's how it comes to an end. There's no self in the skandhas. Form, feeling, perception, concept, consciousness does not come up, add up to those five things, do not add up to somebody. Unless you do that, if you believe those and they coil, coil together like these uh, four fingers and a thumb do, then you've got the appearance of somebody and that aligns with the appearance physically in the world as a body. Don't agree, don't disagree, don't, don't ignore. And then if this happens, then there's just there's just awareness. There's just an incredible, you could say, alignment with just space itself. And everything is welcome. The darkest clouds are welcome. The brightest sunlit clouds are welcome. Everything is welcome. It's just welcome. There's no welcomer. You're not getting some kind of a merit badge for being such a great bodhisattva. The bodhisattva doesn't even know who he or she is. They don't know that. They don't need identity anymore. Everything is always situational. If there's still a body embodiment here as a human being, whether you're a Dharma teacher, whether you're a monk, whether you're lay ordained, or whether you just study the Dharma, that's up to you. It's just about receiving, receiving, and intending, intending. You receive everything that shows up without question. It doesn't mean you open your door every time somebody knocks on it. You might want to look out and see who it is. We're not saying being foolish here. And then intend to see the truth. If you need the vow, you'll know it. If you don't need the vow, then do it by yourself. But intend to see what this is, that doesn't mean you're going to see it like you thought you would. It's not going to live up to your presumption about what the truth would look like, if that's what you're looking for. Go ahead, Hakran. I think, you, Hakran Bowing, you may have just answered it. Mike, you had mentioned earlier in your talk, our true nature cannot be found. My question is, it can be perceived. And is that is that different? Is that situational as well? Well, uh, it can the be. perception. Well, it's perception only. So if it's perception only, then nothing is perceived. If it's perception only, then there's no perceiver. 
And if it's perception only, then the only part is still suspicious. You're not going to going to be able to conclude anything. And if, if you feel otherwise, then go ahead, conclude it's your life, so to speak, or it looks like your life. It looks like it belongs to some. There is no ownership. Consciousness, the body appears to belong to you because the whole um, synchronicity of the five sense fields and the, and the sixth of thinking and the seventh of being paranoid and the eighth of storing everything or working with all of the outflows and where they go to, they don't go anywhere. As soon as you produce something, uh, it hangs around to create more problems for you. Yes. The <clears throat> curling up paranoid part of the mind, is that more evident in our emotions than in our body? <laughs> I can respond to that, but I, I'd like to take, let's go further. What is it you, you're looking at? What do you want to know? And then let me respond to that. What is it that brings up the question? Something just before you came up with that set of concepts, ideas, and words was was problematic or something that would look closed off. What was it? The image of taking a bath because my body aches versus taking a bath because I've had enough. Hmm. That one seems more, I don't know, that they show up differently. I don't really. Hmm. I would just reflect on that. Rather than have me disturb what you need to see by giving you an answer, I don't need that. I'm not saying you should stop asking questions, but I'm saying in that situation, you probably should look at that for a while. See the differentiation that's happening there in your own mind. Are you protecting something? I don't. Certainly. Robert, Robert Bowen, if you're in the business of receiving those perceptions daily, when can you help? Well, I'm speaking to a, a therapist, so you're doing that. That's what you're speaking of, I take it. Mm -hmm. Just receive as much as you can as a therapist and, and, and as a, a Buddhist a practitioner of the Buddha's Dharma. Receive as much as you can, and then you'll, you'll see when you absolutely have to step into that and help that person, either by them asking you, which may not, may not look so good to do, that, to do what they want. So the more you can receive, uh, that most people are not getting much in the way of being able to talk to somebody that just listens to them, just listens, just listens, just listens. How do you mean? And then it gives the person uh, the, the chance or the opportunity to look deeper into that, look deeper into that, like rather than give a Mozuku some kind of feat, which I could have done, but rather than do, to do that, to say, say to her in a way that hopefully, or maybe not so much hope, but she'll look at that the nature of that question on its deeper level before it comes becomes concepts. You can't really talk to someone who's a, a client of yours like that, but you might be able to help them in that way by not jumping to some kind of a conclusion about what they should do or who they are or how they're creating more suffering for themselves, which they probably are, but they might not be able, ready to hear that coming from someone else. More? Robert Rowling, um, how can you work with people that want to be helped, but do you know if you help them, they'll further confuse them? Well, I'd have to come into there by what it looks like you're saying instead of what you may actually be saying. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to, is that better? I'm going to, I'm trying to correct my goodness. My goodness. <laughs> so might be, might be, it might be good to just listen to what they're producing there uh, more and, and make sure you stay connected, listen to them, ask them to maybe clarify some part of it so that they're, so if they're producing in your, they get a chance to actually produce in your direction what it's like for them, what it's like for this. So some of that, it, it won't get relieved. The fundamental issue is always going to be mistaken identity. They're thinking there's someone that's right or someone that's wrong, someone that's going to die, someone that's going to live, someone that's famous, someone, uh, someone that has no, no recognition. So that's what I would do is work to do that. That's 
A question from spool string. Okay. Explain please the difference between receiving, say, a bird song versus anger or aggression from a third party. Well, the difference would be the bird song is nice and the anger is, sucks, simply put, but you already know that. So what is it you fundamentally are asking me there? Fundamentally, only you could really say, but since you're, I think uh, spool, string, spool string is in the UK, so it's a long, long uh, distance. Um, from the point of view of hearing sounds, there, there is no difference. It's just receiving, receiving, receiving sounds, but then we add on. We may have some help because the sound coming from someone who's anger, angry is not very pleasant from the point of view of harmony or balance. Um, very, very difficult for someone to express anger and do it in a way that is uh, beautiful. It takes a poet to do that. Just observe. Spool strain as much as you can. Spend, I don't know how much time you're spending on the cushion, but everybody has asked me a question uh, about anything, which I want you to do. You also need to look at how much time you're actually spending by yourself on the cushion looking at the movement of the mind coming up and leaving coming up and leaving negative 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 bird song bird song bird song negative negative uh, anger anger aggression uh, depression all the names we put on any kind of negative emotion or happiness uh, contentment relaxation i feel very good sitting today i feel very uh, anxious or nervous yes he has a further question why does dependent origination vary it doesn't vary you vary that part of consciousness that you uh, sucked up into a ball of me that likes and doesn't like and goes this way and goes that way, lives and dies up and down, back and forth, all the relative things that are purchased, bought into, or pushed away. Passion, purchase, aggression, push away. Uh, ignorance, just think about something else. I'm not gonna think about that anymore. How many times have we, when we've been sitting, get into some kind of negativity or maybe some kind of just boredom of being there. And instead of just being bored, we distract ourselves from the spaciousness of boredom, which is just ego language, the spaciousness of the spaciousness, that's different. But we push away, it's just too open, there's just not enough going on, there's not enough entertainment. So we conclude something, and that conclusion is a ignorance, so we ignore. We might actually distract ourselves off into some kind of a thought pattern that is more interesting than just the space in the room or on the wall. Here's another question. Full of them. Full spool of them. Nice and nasty, same things essentially. Why am I reacting to nasty when it's not? Well, we think it's real and we're conditioned. So this is why it's so important. You can say it in a couple of words. Hopefully this will click with uh, with all of you. Is that the the we are so conditioned to react. We've been doing this for millennia, not just in this lifetime. And I'm not even promoting belief in other lifetimes. I'm just saying there's a lot more happening in consciousness than just our little closed off area of the kitchen table and time to go to work. And so when difficulty comes up, we tend to push it down or try to explain it or blame someone or blame something. It must be what I'm eating. It must be uh, how my partner is treating me or how, how things are going at work. Or maybe I don't know what this is. And then we might have to, if we're not, if we're meditators, we, we may take it to the cushion, which I recommend, or we might take it to a therapist, which I'm not against. And maybe, maybe a therapist would help you um, work with the negativity that, that has probably been happening to you all of your life and probably before then. And how to relate, how to deal with that in a, in a way that doesn't make it worse. But only as far as I know, and I'm biased here, but only the sitting practice of meditation, only you doing, you doing this is going to 
give you fundamental clarity. So you, you are not concerned about what happens next because you know there is no next. Don't believe me. You're probably not going to. That doesn't sound very convincing, does it? There's no next. You think there's next, but there's not. You think that when you go into the kitchen later, out to your car later, that that was the next. It's very weak. It will not hold up in court. Goes on, Bob. Yes, goes on. Eric has a question. Thank you. He asks, when we have friends who believe that the Eightfold Path means their views or thoughts are somehow not right, how can we help them? Well, it's a quite variable. There's a, if they're practitioners, if they consider themselves Buddhists, those are to be observed, not to be followed. Although at, at, with certain people and at certain times, with certain combinations of the interaction between a teacher and uh, his or her student or disciple, it might have been necessary to make that more of a parental kind of structure. But it's very situational. Uh, you, I was given very, very definite instructions by Coben. You don't take precepts, you observe them. And what do you, if you, if you just observe them, then you see how you don't have a lot of say so about what happens in your mind stream. Things might come up that are shifty and edgy and dark and just observe. Don't abandon what shows up for what you think about it is a simple way of saying it. But if you do abandon that, then just be aware of that. The, the consciousness is always ready. It's all, it always finds its own form. And what is its own form? Everything and anything specific or universal. I'm about ready to say, take your pick, but I'm not gonna, they're not separate. They're not separate. Just looks like it intensely. And what supports that belief or those opinions or those ideas or those conclusions? Fear. I have a few minutes of there for that. I appreciate it. Oh, no. What about when we're on the cruise, not be distracted by thoughts rather than sit in the spaciousness? We can. Not always, but we could. Is there anything to fix that? No, not at all. You can, you can, you can sit in that spaciousness of, uh, of uh, the space of wanting to fix things. Just look at it. Don't improve. I, I don't know how else to say it. And I, I know there's a, lots of, a lot of other, like I said, the Atisha Seven Points of Mind Training is just one example of lots of different ways to improve. improve. There's also areas in there where they're, they're actually pointing at, where Atisha and his compadres are, are pointing at ultimate reality. So it, and some, some practitioners need that kind of, need the kind of support to see, uh, see things in a certain way. Be a child of illusion. Use your imagination to even see what's being pointed at teacher. Take on one of those slogans. Is there, or is that just building it in? Could be. It's like uh, one of the slogans that that uh, I'll mention here is uh, of the two, of the two, keep the principal witness. And this is a way of saying of the two, being you and anybody else, keep the principal witness. So you need to see this yourself. Now that I I think that's so very very important. Up to and including the teacher. Don't just believe the teacher. Any teacher, although it's taught a little bit differently, some sort of culturally or whatever might be, might necessitate that. Of the two, this and that, this, this is, this is, this is the wisdom here, but it might be covered up with all kinds of garbage can lids and litter and bullshit. So, and you, how do you get, how do you remove that? You can't, you have to see that it's vividly unreal and emptiness, yet there's still form to quote Trungpa and Puche. You just see it. If you just see it, it's hard because it stinks. Doesn't feel good, and it feels like you should go the other way. You should refuse that, so that you can be better, so that you can rise above. When I say drop down, rise up, I don't mean drop down into the muck and rise up as being golden and shining like a lotus. It's like that, but it has to be done with your mind stream because only in that way can you can it be 
fundamentally yours, your your dynamic, your passion, aggression, and ignorance, your life stream, the way the particular stylized way in which you avoid some things and grasp at others more. Take a take a few more questions if we go till ten after to make it an hour or not. Anyone that hasn't asked a question? Carmen, why don't you ask me a question? <laughs> I don't wanna. Okay, that works. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm looking at a space where I might have some behavior that's hurtful to somebody else emotionally, or and I'm wondering, is there a misunderstanding there if I feel like I need to fix that so that it harms someone else? So the misunderstanding would be that that you want to take that activity that you're calling harmful and stop doing that. And what's being said from this direction is be aware of that of that harm, be very, be responsible for that. It can be embarrassing when you see that you you're doing that or that you're you're reacting to a situation that's hurtful to someone uh, so that you don't have to so that you, it's a way of blaming just saying it that way so i would say just be aware of that and it will it will it will uh, if it needs to do what would appear as a fix it would just happen it would just stop happening you just won't do it you just suddenly see that you're actually uh taking a the example that comes to mind is uh, many years ago, like 60 years ago, uh, a friend of mine, uh, I was out with him and, and his uh, uh, wife, and she kept burning him with a cigarette. Like It was like, I don't know why that example comes up, but it's like deliberately wanting to tor- torture him. And, and he would just say, stop, stop doing that. Stop that. It's a very interesting area where it's, where it's just obvious. Quite often, that whole situation is under cover of concepts, ideas, emotions, and you can't really see the functionality of that in terms of this person who thinks they're real burning that person who knows they have a lot of nerve endings because this increases their power a little bit, but it's there. So just be aware of that. Be aware that if you're doing that, that that to see that totally, see the intention, that intention is rather than covered up, which increases the self-centeredness over here that you've succeeded in covering up i would say it's a teaching more and more please <laughs> so the um, since you said not yet then i'm going to say that the space between in, in terms of your particular style this might be true for others but you the space between intellect or the thinking process and emotion or that intuitive dynamic is a strong structure between it and you use intellect to protect yourself we've already talked about this not everyone is doing that so don't give up. Just keep continue to look at that. Continue to look at that when you when you the fe- the emotions the feelings get intense and then you overlay it with thoughts and usually involving judgment about that situation that caused pain. Pain backs off because now you know what caused it and you know it's not you and it's them. I notice you smile a little bit. And am I accusing you? Uh, Particularly, no, I'm saying we're all we all have our own version of how to blame somebody else for how we're feeling. We're feeling bad. And we just don't want to be responsible for our feelings. And we'll even use, uh, well, isn't that just ego doing that? Mm, not exactly. <coughs> Will someone read Jishin's uh, question? Thank you, sir. It's a, it's a what does it mean question. Because I'm bowing. She says, she asks, what does it mean to a child? So uh, the, 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 um, the teaching, as I understand it, is see that everything is unreal. This is an ultimate, ultimate bodhicitta, or the mind of awakening, not just a relative do good that kind of thing, but the ultimate, just see that everything is unreal. It's, it has its appearance, uh, just like a movie set or, or, or like a, a play. It's, it's there, it's present, it's, it has its reality, but fundamentally it's, it's uh, unreal. Remain a child of illusion. Kind of a fancy way of saying it back in the, what, 12th century. When you're bowing, 
when you say it's about awareness, uh, not about fixing something, what is it about awareness that, you know, what's the process of awareness that doesn't require fixing? It's, uh, to put it pretty literal, but when the, that aspect of the consciousness that is the identity that curls up into a me, 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 I, I, my stuff, territoriality, walls of the mind, okay, geko, or no. Did you correct me? I think Eric, how, how does that go here? What is it? Sheen Mukege. Were you correcting me? I don't feel correct. Sheen Mukege, without walls of the mind, which is in the heart. So whatever is arising, uh, as long as there's some kind of a relative di- dynamic of me and that, or you and this, that kind of relative di- dynamic, the practice is to identify as much as you can with the space in which things occur and not the things that occur. Not the, that, that's the temporal part of it, the negative emotion, a positive a neutral that comes and goes but the space doesn't do anything the space will find forms as long as you need forms it'll find it when i say it it's just a way of talking about space it's not actually an it you are you are you are the space if you're anything at all and even that might be a little bit pushy realize it you have to realize it you can't think your way into it or think your way out of anything you have to fundamentally see what this is and see that there there isn't anything with this when you're bowing, does dependent origination dictate whether we will see this or not? It doesn't dictate it, but what has gone before and what is showing up now as different manifestations of human beings are, are dependently risen. It's just a, just say it descriptively, you could say you, your body-mind complex comes into the world and you were drawn into this particular way of being alive and other people are not and there's there's no amount of preaching or convincing or is going to get people to practice the dharma nor we do would we want to do that at all help people where they're at and they may be in the midst of a big sinkhole you might need to help them with the sinkhole not help them train their mind pretty more when you're bowing so just going back to the awareness when we become aware of something is that moving out of ignorance bowing? give me a give me a more of a example you know maybe to use your example of you suddenly became aware that someone was embezzling from you years ago Mm -hmm. even though you had i think what you say is you you had a sense something was going on but but you were ignoring it i like that person uh quite a bit and when it started to go to maybe that's the person who was embezzling i just didn't want to do that so i ignored it even though it was pretty obvious but i was protecting I wasn't really protecting him. I was protecting how I felt about him. So I didn't want to acknowledge that here's someone that I've, what, trusted? This is back in the 1980s. What I trusted was actually using my you know, friendship or trust or whatever to, as my bookkeeper to steal. When you're bowing, so is there pain involved when we go from ignorance to awareness, bowing? Probably. It's, it's again, it's situational. So th- that's why the, you could say, willingness to just receive. Whatever shows up, as I've said many times, and say, we'll say it again, whatever shows up in your mind stream, your life stream, in your kitchen table, or in your job, or in your relationship, you have it coming. It's not that you personally have it coming. It means that dependent origination, if, if you begin to understand this deeply, the personhood is there, but it's just more dependent origination. It's, it's, uh, it's there, so the ego is there, but it's unreal, as everything is unreal vividly present unreal stephen king movie is there it's believable you have to close your eyes because you don't know what's going to happen next it's scary just a, a version of that more yes sir Excuse me, when you see what this is does it no longer look like there are things to fix 
Yeah, it'll look like there's things to fix, but you're not interested. I mean, you, you don't believe it. So it still shows up. It's on the screen. It's like Looney Tunes. It comes on, you watch it. If the conditions are such that you need to listen to that person, and if you set yourself up to to be, say, uh, like a therapist or someone whose their job, their business, their function is to help people work with their minds that are like scrambled eggs all the time. They can't, can't get any, any safety or any form or any security or any confidence or even the desire to keep living. It gets very, very difficult for some more. A lot of room there. A lot of room. Anymore? She's in my, I'm wondering when fixing happens, when do you actually step into a situation that looks like it needs to be fixed? It might be just fine. It might just fix it. But that particular particular way of doing it will just have temporary, it might even be 70 years of temporariness, but it's still temporary. It's not looking at the fundamental problem or issue, which is mistaken identity, believing, thinking, feeling, assuming, uh, consuming that this is real. And I'm over here, and that is real, and you're over there. The fundamental misunderstanding is duality. That there are, that there's more than one thing, and that there's even one thing. It's the singularity of it, not single. So stop it. <laughs> How do you stop it? You look at the way you cling, you grasp, you want, you don't, you do, you don't, you do, you don't. I like it, I don't. All backed up by all kinds of emotional things that have been going on for centuries. Consciousness doesn't belong to anyone. But it, it personalizes in a birth, just like uh, with Rumi, someone who's very, getting very used to being alive again. That doesn't mean there was somebody that was in another life that became Rumi, the four-year-old. It doesn't mean that there was a, it's all, it's a, it's just, 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 uh, just what's the dis word? Discombobulated. It's, it's not, it's not hooked together as somebody. That, that's why the physical form is uh, arising in this very low frequency realm. Uh, called the human realm. Here we are as human beings, tend to clamp down on this to be somebody. This is not, this is, there's no you, there's no me. What is there is, takes on that appearance, but it's an illusion. It's very, very convincing. The emotions are there, passion, aggression, ignorance, hope and fear, really powerful. Hope for something better, fear of some worse. In, in a, a living being who is no longer is believing in, in the singularity called me, uh, all those, those emotions are free to come and go. They can come, they can go, I'm not saying they are painful or even scary, but they, but they cannot find a self that feels that way. It would be my way. And this would, um, unless they're sitting in a position like this, teaching the Dharma, if you just met them on the street or local, well, where, where do you hang out, the malt shop? No, you're just somebody you've met somewhere. Probably there might not be, even be too much personality showing. Or maybe the personality would be overwhelming. It would be almost like a big show-off because that person is functioning with is actually dancing with dependent origination. And they may be completely sit at the table and say anything. Or they may be what? The life of the party or all those other there's no way to know what's gonna happen next. And the one who the one who um, sees that is no longer one. They're not separate from you, from your mind or anyone's mind anywhere. It's an astonishing realization and it is completely uneventful. It will not support your emotional singularity. Even as a even if you happen to be a Dharma teacher, not gonna support it. Yes. Is there a singular action or process that is thinking there is someone that I can see? Say more. We talk about the five skandhas, and so it seems like thinking there is someone is a very decentralized process, but I always see myself looking for just the, the thought that is, oh, I'm thinking there's somebody. Is, is Does that show up? I think it does. Thinking that there's someone here. Self-reference, self-reference. 
if I'm if I'm tracking what it is you're asking about, you don't have to get rid of that. Nothing you uh, get rid of that. There is nothing to correct. You just have to see that. If, if you if you get rid of it, if you shut it down and say, "Oh, can't believe that," or "I can't," if you try to fiddle with it to move it a different direction or make it into a more enlightened person, this is why I say, "Don't go to war. Don't go to peace. Don't do anything." That's your your receptors are full enough of this incredibly insane world without doing anything about it. Just receive, just receive 70, 80 years of nothing. Question from Adriana. Earlier, you said something about noticing when someone who seems like a generally fine person rubs us the wrong way or makes us feel ill at ease. What should I do when I notice that being around such a person leaves me feeling sad or bad about myself? This happened to me last week, and the sadness lasted for a couple of days. So it's very situational, and some of those aspects of the situation are not visible or cannot be received through any sense other than uh, emotional dynamic or consciousness. Just something about that situation may show up that way. Insofar as you can, and I'm, before I even go any further, I'm going to say sit a lot. And all I'm saying is sit down, hold still. You don't have to believe in me or believe in anything. Sit down, hold still, and watch what the mind is doing, because that the area that you are, you are, um, um, you could say empowering, or that you are, you are maybe focusing on, but not so much that. It's just about just watch what occurs in the mind, what shows up, goes away, and see uh, how that is doing. What's happening in that area? You could actually through maybe sit down and sit for a couple of hours, and then deliberately go into that. You could write it down, put it in front of you on a piece of paper, so that you're deliberately going into that area. If this is really difficult, having difficult, you are having difficulty for this, then you could maybe be a little bit more proactive about it. Um, and uh, I'm not going to say but, I'm going to say, let me say that the way it's showing up here, and I, I can't say best, I don't really know that, but it looks like the important thing to do is just receive that, just receive the sadness. There's nothing, nothing to correct there. Receive the sadness. We, If we're starting to open up to the world around us, uh, a lot of the the things that the people that come around us don't realize they're actually radiating some of that difficulty. It's the way they get rid of it. It's the, rather than they're not being responsible and then you meet them uh, and you may be someone who is endeavoring to be more responsible. You might be flooded with someone else's emotions, even though there is no someone else. As long as there's an illusion of that, then the separation tends to <coughs> hold up. Even in deep levels of consciousness, there seems to be the illusion of personhood. Sometimes it's so strong that when someone dies that their consciousness is so stuck to being that they become what's commonly called a ghost. Consciousness still hangs around and makes a racket and trying to let you know they're still there. And of course, they never were there, but neither were you. I don't believe any of that. Take a final question if there is one. Going with that example that you were just giving, that somebody may be a radiator, does that mean if being around somebody makes us sad, to be, that we could assume that they're actually sad? Like, is the emotion... I, I wouldn't go that direction. I would just receive whatever's there insofar as you can, and don't overdose on it. Don't try to be a, a really great bodhisattva. Do what you can. Be respectful of your own mind, mind stream, your, your own feelings. You might need to move away from that person. But whether it's their, theirs or your feelings or any of that, wouldn't get into too much of that. It's not separate fundamentally. So what you'll discover is particularly that it particularly that it is theirs or yours. Emotions don't belong to anyone. There isn't anyone. It's an astonishing. Just if you just imagine what it, what it would be like, but you can't because there there is no there is no model for it. 
and the imagine imaginary nature is still just the imaginary we're still just creating ideas to fundamentally realize that it's gone so there's no one who realized anything because there isn't anyone so what is talking you know, when when there's just consciousness only is wisdom but it comes down into concepts uh, long enough to be able to communicate because that's what we're using that's why the greatest most powerful teaching is silence according to many teachers ramana ramana maharshi began when he came out of the cave after 20 some years didn't say much for a long time thank you so much for attending